0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. This is FinCast, the official podcast of Finn, the Atlantic International Film Festival, brought to you in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. We are Atlantic Canada's curator of epic and unforgettable stories. I'm Wayne Carter, executive director at the festival.
1: And I'm Kumbi, a local actor and filmmaker. Join us as we talk to some of the best and brightest in Atlantic filmmaking about their films in this year's festival, and take a deep dive into all the incredible national and international programming we'll be offering. You're not going to want to miss this. On this episode, we're going to talk about this year's opening and closing gala films.
0: On this episode, uh, we're going to talk about our opening and closing night galas, which are obviously sort of the biggest events of the of the festival. But uh,
1: yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. But first, I have to ask about this rebrand that the local industry is all a buzz about. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, you know what uh, this this is something we've actually been working on for a while. Actually, almost two years. We started doing some research into uh, you know people's perceptions of the festival. The festival's been around a long time. It's in its 37th year. That has its positives, but it also has its down. You know, it's sort of its downsides in that um, a lot of people may have notions about what the festival is uh, and uh, haven't really taken a look at the festival in a while. We've changed a lot of things. Uh, You know, we're trying a lot of new things. So we engaged with uh, some friends at Revolve, a branding agency, and we went through a process called a brand DNA. Essentially, what they did uh, was they, you know, they did sort of a round table thing. They did some interviews with uh, what we'll call Joe and Josephine Public uh, in terms of what their thoughts were around the film festival. And then, you know, we got the response back and we sort of took a look at that. And, you know, there were obviously positive things. There were things that people felt very strongly about with the festival. But then there were also other things that were maybe a little more concerning for us. You know, people saw, saw us as maybe being a bit unapproachable. Um, the word elitist came up a little bit, which concerned us a lot. Uh, you know, people, people got a sense that maybe it wasn't for them, that it was just for a specific group of people. And we've been trying really hard to sort of, uh, you know, get away from that thought process One of the things we take great pride in at the festival is that we really do show movies that uh, we feel appeal to just about anyone. And unlike a lot of film festivals in the world, you can come in off the street, go to the box office and buy a ticket uh, about a half hour before the film starts and actually get in to see the movie. And you never really know what you're going to see. You know, people perceived it as, oh, you know what, it's either all Atlantic film, which of course we're very proud of all the Atlantic film we show, but we show a lot more than that. Then there were people who thought that we just show foreign language film, which of course is not the case either. So part of the rebranding initiative is to get people to sort of take another look at us. Um, But then going a bit deeper than that... You know, the film festival puts on uh, a huge amount of events all throughout the year. Uh, We not only do our film festival, but we have an international co-production conference that we do during the festival that's called Strategic Partners. We put on outdoor films all around HRM all summer long that we call the Outdoor Film Experience. We have this incredible program that we do for youth, uh, ages primary through grade 12, that we call Viewfinders. We tour all over the maritime provinces, Uh, but again, that's called Viewfinders. We have this program with short films that we call Real East Coast. Uh, We do a thing with universities that we call North of 49. I think you're probably getting a sense. Um, We do a lot of events throughout the year, but interestingly enough, the general public is not sort of putting them together, that they're all things that the film festival is doing. So the idea of introducing Finn as an umbrella brand is really... Uh, ensuring that all of our events going forward uh, exist under that brand. So the Atlantic International, and we've added international into our name to sort of clear up some of those misconceptions. So the Atlantic International Film Festival is sort of the, for lack of a better term, the jewel in the crown under the umbrella of FIN. But FIN, as an association or as an organization, also does strategic partners. Uh, Next year, that will become FIN Partners. Our outdoor film experience next year will become FIN Partners outdoor. Our Viewfinders Youth Initiatives are going to become Fin Kids. So it's really the idea of sort of defining Finn as who we are, and we like to call ourselves Atlantic Canada's curator of epic and unforgettable stories. I know that's very lofty, but we're very proud of it and we kind of like it. <laughs> and uh, we really want people to start to think about when they hear the word Finn, uh, they want, we want people to think about us. Uh, you know, everybody's been saying, so is it an acronym? No, it's not. It's uh, It doesn't really stand for anything. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple of sort of tenuous ties obviously there's a tie to the ocean which is one of the things that we're very proud about the fact that we're here in Atlanta Canada and then there's the other thing that if you're you know if you're a real uh, deep film geek uh, you'll know that Finn is the thing that you see at the end of the credits of foreign language movies but we really didn't move towards Finn with any other initiative other than to find kind of a, a cool name uh, that we thought could uh, exist above the name of all of our different events so it's really an opportunity to try and tie everything that we do together. Uh, and maybe give people a you know a, a chance or an opportunity to look at us if they haven't been to the festival in a while. Take a look. We're doing some really cool things. We're showing some incredible movies. and uh, this is sort of a kind of a hey, look at us again. <laughs> So, that, so that's really kind of what, uh, you know, what the whole idea behind the rebrand was. And, uh, you know, we, we anticipate that this is a three to five year initiative. It's not something that you just do in a couple of weeks. It takes a bit of time.
1: It's definitely, it's hard to get it into my head. I'm yeah, so of used course. To, to AFF. Of course. Um, but I was laughing because the Halif- the Atlantic Fringe Festival yes. has al- also happened for many years. Yes. And the Atlantic Film Festival. And they happened in the same month. Yes, and the so AFFs? The AFFs. And I <laughs> have been a part of both of those festivals and it it does get confusing and I just I laugh because this year uh, you both changed your names oh,
0: oh no kidding
1: yep. oh. it's now the uh, Halifax Fringe and oh
0: Atlantic that's funny well and there's Festival. also the Austin Film Festival which is also AFF <laughs> so their AFF has a lot of owners so we're moving towards uh, obviously hashtag Finn is where we want people to start to find us uh, and that way again it, it allows us to really tie in sort of all the different events that we do uh, together under one brand uh, and, and Get people to recognize that uh, we're an ongoing sort of going concern all year long in terms of doing all sorts of things as it relates to screen content in Atlantic Canada. So that's that's really sort of the big plan. But.
1: Well, I like it, I like that you're giving us a few years to get used to it. Because, oh, you know what? This, you we know, don't things always <laughs> we don't always react to change.
0: Yeah, yeah people generally don't like change. <laughs> yeah, we're still aware call it of the Metro Center.
1: You know, I can't uh, yeah. I can't and,
0: wrap my head around. Look, it. and 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 being completely frank, you know, being disruptive uh, is part of that. You know what? If if uh, if it wasn't getting notice, then it obviously, quite honestly, has failed, Uh, you know, because we really wanted people to be talking about it. We really want people to be looking at what it is that we do. Uh, You know, we're still putting on the same incredible festival we always have. Um, We're just going to try and identify it in a bit of a different way uh, to make it feel a little more inclusive and uh, to get people out of their homes and into seats at the cinemas and watching movies at the festival. So that's the idea.
1: Let's talk about some of those movies. Exactly. Let's talk
0: about opening (laughs) night. You know, opening night's always a really huge deal for us. This year it's actually a bigger deal than than usual. Last year, um, in late November, the uh, minister, federal minister of culture, Melanie Jolie, announced this initiative that was going to happen as part of Canada's 150. It's called Movie Nights Across Canada. What it is is it's a um, uh, sort of a big celebration of screen talent across Canada. The decision was made that there would be eight screenings. Um, the first one was in Ottawa in November. They went to Toronto in January. They went to Winnipeg in April. They went to Iqaluit at the end of uh, May, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm very happy to say that our opening night is going to kick off sort of the second leg of this initiative. So our opening night is movie nights across Canada, coming to Halifax and coming to Atlantic Canada. And I'm very excited. Um, our film is, you know, we're opening with a documentary, maybe for the first time, I think. <laughs> uh, and we're opening for a kick-ass documentary. Uh, we're going to be proudly presenting uh, Long Time Running, Jennifer Baishwell and uh, Nick Deponcier's film about uh, the Tragically Hips final tour. Um, you know, uh, when people first hear about that, they think, oh, you know, oh, it's it's going to be really depressing. It is not. It is not at all. Uh, I mean, is it touching? It, it absolutely is. But this film basically starts out with Gord Downie's diagnosis, uh, and then uh, basically you sort of go behind the curtain to uh, kind of uh, get a sense of the things that were sort of facing everyone involved with mounting this uh, very short very intense uh, tour Um, you know and it's not a Talking Heads documentary uh, and I don't mean the band Talking Heads I mean it's not a lot of famous people sort of shooting their gums off about uh, how much they love The Tragically Hip instead it's the band members it's their manager it's their costume designer it's this sort of family this nucleus of people who've been working with The Hip for over 30 years and obviously Felt, um, you know, very emotionally connected to what they were attempting to do. Uh, we have a feeling that this is going to be probably one of the most extraordinary opening night films we've ever had.
1: I'm excited. I mean, this film was listed as one of the like top ten Canadian films being made.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the last year uh, something yeah, like that. It's-, it's 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 quite incredible how much notice it's got. And then, you know, TIFF TIFF really elevated it by making it one of their galas. Right. You know, so that that really sort of takes this film into another level. And at that time, you know. Before we knew that TIFF was doing that, we were actually talking to them about featuring it here. It's not going to play a whole lot of festivals because it's going to inevitably play in theaters across Canada into the fall. So uh, we're excited because I think we're one of only three film festivals that are actually going to be uh, showing this film. And so. I think
1: I think this film will do exactly what you were just talking about, um, showing people here that the festival is not just for tour filmmakers or
0: Music to my ears, <laughs> be music to my I ears I think
1: this will appeal to a lot of people who may not uh... Well,
0: and that's really the idea, you know, it's, it's uh, first of all, it's going to be the opportunity to see this incredible um, I don't want to call it a concert film because that's really misleading It's a behind-the-scenes tour film with a whole lot of emotion uh, but, you know, you get a chance to see it at the Rebecca Cohen Auditorium, which is, an, which is a 1,000-seat theatre I can assure you it's not going to play in a 1,000-seat theatre anywhere else in Atlantic <laughs> Canada with an incredible sound system. Uh, We're excited. We're going to have the two filmmakers here. Um, I don't think the band is going to be attending. Uh, they have pretty well retired, and I think they've uh, sort of made that commitment that, um, you know, as much as they supported the making of the film, I don't think they're going to be that involved in sort of promoting the film. And, I, and, and quite frankly, I don't think they need to. I was excited because I, I, I did get a chance to see it. Halifax is in the film. Because, you know, I don't know if you remember, but their final show in Kingston, um, it was broadcast on screens all over Canada. I do remember. Yes, uh, and they put a screen up here in Halifax and so there's actually footage of that screening. And there are some Haligonians that are interviewed well, on so Argyle Street. you might be able
1: to see yourself <laughs> you, come you know,
0: to that. Well, that's what's interesting, because nobody's name is under the... I don't know who these people are, but there's some people who are going to show up, and they're going to say, Oh my God, I'm in the Tragically Hip documentary, <laughs> which is going to be really cool. I hope, uh, you know, I hope they get a chance to uh, to come to the festival and see it. We're going to have, you know, our opening night is always a, a big night about, you know, sponsors and, 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 and that sort of an event. But we are going to have, you know... Uh, a few hundred tickets uh, for sale to the general public. So they're actually going to go on sale September the 1st um, at the Rebecca Cohen uh, Auditorium's uh, website. Uh, so we're we're really hoping that we're going to be able to jam this theatre uh, with a, a mixture of uh, film festival folks uh, and some really hardcore, tragically hip fans <laughs> who are going to applaud, and I can guarantee are going to shed a bit of a tear. Mm. Uh, and then afterwards, we're going to have a big blowout party, uh, as we always do as part of opening night that's going to be down in the Via Rail Station because we thought I'm so excited about that it's I a really never really great would space. Have
1: thought I have a party there
0: no it's a really great space and you know what It's it's uh, it's, got, it's got all sorts of character and then when you think about this sort of event is kind of Canadian heritage and it feels very this is Canada's 150th this is the perfect film to be showing for Canada's 150th because you cannot get more Canadian than the Tragically <laughs> Hip and here we are we're going to host a party at what basically was the embarkation point uh, for virtually every immigrant that ever came to Canada, started in Halifax and took the train somewhere across Canada, mm-hmm. and we're going to be hosting our party there. So we're really, really excited about our opening night uh, opening night event. I think it's going to be it, it, it's going to be an incredible experience. Long Time Running is uh, going to go down in in history as one of the great Canadian films, not just great Canadian documentaries, great Canadian films because it embodies the essence of what being Canadian is all about. It's really, wow. really, really cool.
1: That's high praise already. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: you know, I, I, I'm not concerned. The film lives up to it, so uh, people are in for a treat. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we should, you know, kind of cover off a little bit on Closing Night. You know, over the last couple of years, we have started to uh, look at Closing Night as an opportunity to be our uh, bellwether for potential Academy Awards. Uh, You know, last year, we very proudly had Manchester by the Sea as our Closing Night film. And for people who are really into movies, uh, I think everybody got a sense of what went on to happen with Manchester by the Sea. I remember when we were introducing the film, we said, you know, mark our words, this film is going to... To be running the sort of a you know running the marathon of awards and picking up awards all over Mm -hmm. the place, which it proceeded to do. I'm very excited to say I think we have uh, got another one this year. Our closing night film this year, um, you know, it premiered at Sundance back in January. We're here sitting in the latter half of the summer, about to go into major awards season. This film has lost none of its momentum. It's by a young Italian filmmaker named Luca Guadagnino. Uh, He's done a couple of films before, one called This Is Love with Tilda Swinton which is a really incredible movie and then um, last year he did a movie called A Bigger Splash with Rafe Fiennes Tilda Swinton Dakota Fanning and Matthias Schoenarts another really cool uh-huh. movie well this one is called uh, Call Me By Your Name and it stars Armie Hammer and a young gentleman named Timothy Chatelet, I'm pretty sure is his last name um, basically it is a um, it is a film about a young 24 year old gentleman who comes to live with a family uh, in the 80s, uh, and um, he and the young gentleman, the 17-year-old son, um, start a relationship. And um, I urge anyone who is even remotely interested, go to YouTube, uh, look up the trailer for Call Me By Your Name, and I defy you to not get caught up completely In um, what I will call the swoon and rapture of this trailer. The film is sumptuous and absolutely beautiful.
1: That is what I will do as soon as we are finished.
0: (laughs) Well, and you know, when it's ending up on everybody's list this is one of the Oscar films to watch it's going to get a Best Director nomination, a Best Picture nomination, a Best Actor nomination, a Best Screenplay. I should mention the screenplay, it's actually written by James Ivory, and I don't know if that name uh, rings any bells for you, but James Ivory uh, actually worked with another gentleman whose last name was Merchant. They actually made films under the banner of Merchant Ivory films. Very, very famous movies from the 80s and 90s, films like *A Room with a View*, uh, *Howard's End*—these uh, are classic, classic English films. Um, some of the most highly regarded English films, I'd say, of the last you know 30 to 40 years. So James Ivory actually wrote the screenplay, but it is based on a novel. So *Call Me by Your Name*, this intoxicating, um, uh, you know, forbidden romance kind of movie uh, about this uh, these these two young men. Um, it 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 looks like it's all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> I think we're gonna clo- we're gonna close with a bang, and then our closing night party again is going to be at the Lord Nelson Hotel this year. Lord Nelson is our our uh, sponsor of our closing night film, and uh, our bash is always a big night at closing night. You know, we open on Thursday and we close on Thursday. I remember years ago when we decided to start closing on Thursday, we always said, you know, will Haligonians come out for a party on a Thursday night? Uh. <laughs> yeah, opening night and closing night has cleared up any any uh, thoughts that we ever had that Heligonians <laughs> will not come out for a party on a Thursday night. Uh, usually, we are looking for people to leave the Lord Nelson Hotel at <laughs> three a.m. after closing night. So, yeah, so I'm thinking that uh, closing night and opening night, we we've got an ace this year. Uh, right. You know what? We're 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 very very excited and two very very different film experiences, which is what a film festival is all about.
1: Yeah, it does sound like it. Uh... Those are two very different films, but yeah. it, I mean, that's what Atlantic International Film Festival is all about. Right? That's
0: what the Finn Atlantic International Film Festival is <laughs> all about. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you at the opening and closing galas. And tune in next time when we'll be discussing Black Cop with local filmmaker Corey Bowles. Thanks for listening to FinCast, brought to you in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. If you want to know more about the films or buy tickets, visit us at finnfestival.ca. And we'll see you again soon. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.